functional medicine is the path forward and uh, health coaching is really, really going to be the change. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Dana, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. It's so nice to have you join me today. Thank you. Nice to be here. Before we get started, I, I know most of us in this health coach realm and those of us in the functional medicine realm all have a story that led us to this. So give me a little bit about what your story is and what led you into this field and a little bit about how it became rock star health coaching. Well, like everybody who's a health coach or most of us who are health coaches, it began with my own health challenges and I had to have my gallbladder removed about 11 years ago, 12 years ago. And unfortunately, I had it removed. And I say unfortunately, because I have since come to learn that it is not a dispensable, disposable organ, but really something that our bodies need. And uh, the lead up to it really was uh, some significant digestive impairment. And then after having the organ removed, it didn't make all of my digestive issues magically go away, unfortunately. So I really sought out some alternative treatments and some alternative learning and found IIN, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and enrolled in their classes and became a health coach and really rebuilt my digestive strength which was a good turning point for me in my health and I think in my um, mental health, I'm going to say, just in terms of not feeling like I was being sick all the time and I was going to be vulnerable to quote unquote catching something or getting some dreaded disease and really sharing the information that I learned with other people who wanted to do the same just heal their bodies and not really have to be, um, I guess, maybe playing catch up uh, where in my coaching now, I describe it as playing offense instead of defense. And at that point, I had been feeling like I was playing defense all the time. I'm sick. How come I keep getting sick? You know, my gallbladder is, you know, um, bad or ruined or whatever. Uh, So I did that. And then after I graduated from IIN, I enrolled in the School of Applied Functional Medicine to really dive deep into some functional medicine, meaning root cause foundational concepts and scientific information uh, in terms of what's working for people. Really, how are we fixing people so that they are not lifelong diabetics? How are we reversing the symptoms of autoimmune activation in their body? And that's what I'm doing now to this day. Okay. And loving it. I know you want to know about Rockstar Health. <laughs> I know, I, and I can I feel you on this edge of your chair. I love the name. I mean, it, it, <laughs> but how did you come up? With, I mean, you had you started with a, 
I forgot what it was. It was Five by Five Health. Right. So Five by Five Health is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer reference for any Buffy fans out there. Uh, and my father-in-law was a big Buffy um, fan. So I, I started the business and named it that. But it quickly evolved into Rockstar Health Coaching, and I do love the name too, Tom. Uh, it evolved into that because my husband is a musician. And just like you were telling me how in the worlds that you travel in, people often come to you for advice. The same thing for me. I have a lot of people who are artists and musicians who sought me out for health advice, and I started treating them as clients. So the natural progression of it was I'm working with rock stars. So there you go. There it is, right? And that's so simple. Yeah. Now, can you imagine a more glamorous story? No. Then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good, though. I, actually, I really like the name. Well, listen, we're going to be hiring again. We have health coaches who work for us. So I know you just got your certification. And uh, yeah, so. I'm, I'm always open for opportunities. So. Okay. We'll, we'll talk after the show. All right. Today, we're going to go into Rockstar Health Coaching Tops 13 Choices to Feel Fantastic. And this is an awesome list of 13 things that basically affect everybody at some point or time in their life. And in my opinion, is really simple, but yet very foundationally needed. This list must have evolved because of your clientele. And these are common causes. Right. Well, right. And you, you know, you're right, because there's so many things that apply to the human race <laughs> as very key foundational concepts. And you are right that the list has evolved over the years. And it's almost like um, just our, our pearls of things that we've learned. And things that we've said, oh, this absolutely works for everybody, or it's something that everybody really needs to attend to. And of course, along the 13, there will be variations. Uh, the number one thing here is my personal number one priority of sleep, right? And, right. and Tom's, Tom is shaking his head in agreement um, because it is so true. And most of us, at least here in the States, we have the mentality of, I have to do more than anybody else. I have to wear that badge of honor of, I don't have any time. Uh, and we deprioritize sleep. And that is one of the, right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the biggest, I mean, a lot of people have hard time sleeping. Yes. And going to sleep and sleeping fully. I know myself, I work till seven, eight at night, and then I w wind down by watching the television. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then I go to bed. So, I mean, I, I sleep like a rock. I mean, personally, I, um, by the time I hit the bed, a tornado could come through the house, <laughs> and I would not hear, I'd probably be the, that bed in the middle of the tornado twisting around still asleep. Yes. So I'm blessed with that. But a lot of people have the, the very simple concept of sleep is, is hard for them. You know, yes, you are 100% right. And you 
shared with me as we were preparing for this, though, that you went to the gym this morning. And that is probably one of the biggest reasons that you sleep well, too. And that is not number one on the list. We're going to talk about sleep right now. But number six on the list should include something about moving your body. Um, and we'll, I'll actually go, I'm going to change that to include exercise or activity. Exercise has a negative connotation for many people. So we'll try to rebrand it as be active. But sleep is, like you said, it is very important. It is so primarily important. And the absence of it is quite detrimental and even corrosive to people's health. And you will mine from that. You will go back to the well of sleep with your clients over and over and over again, because over the course of the time you work with people, sleep patterns change, right? Where a person is in their lives, their sleep changes. A new mother is going to have significantly different sleep patterns than a retiree right? Um, or somebody with empty nest syndrome or somebody who is you know, just graduating from college, right? We're at all different places in our lives, but something that is vitally important for every one of us is sleep. And the sad truth is most people really don't have good sleep hygiene. So uh, we talk about things like Turn the TV off before you go to bed. And and listen, I'm not anti-TV. I am a big proponent of don't watch the news. Don't watch things that are going to bum you out. Uh, I literally have recommended to clients, watch Seinfeld reruns. Watch something <laughs> funny, right? Exactly. You know, watch something lighthearted. Watch something that is going to help you feel good about yourself and about your life. And something that's very, really important now too with all of our devices that people are using is making sure that you are not exposed to that full spectrum light. So even just uh, in my room, I have one of those salt lamps and I turn that on. And I watch television before bed too, but I do turn the TV off and maybe try to do a little journaling. Uh, Something just to set the stage for good sound sleep. The room is cool. Um, The lights are dim. I'm not engaging in any um, conversation. You know, my husband and I don't talk about the mortgage or bills, right? Or, Or even people will think about, okay, what do I have to do the next day? And in preparing your day ahead, you are undermining good sound sleep. Fine to jot it down, maybe write a list of things that you want to do to clear your mind, but activating that stress response in the body is not something that you want to right. do before bedtime. I mean, I, one of my habits before I wind down for the okay. evening is, is to write down what I'm grateful for for that day and then what I have to do tomorrow. So it's, so it's off out of my head and on the paper before I go to bed. Yes. Right. And I love that idea, right? Just downloading your thoughts, uh, but really making your you know, bed a nice sacred place uh, that you really honor your need to sleep because we, knew, we do, we need to sleep a lot and we need to sleep well and not be getting up in the morning and saying, wow, I don't feel like I slept. I don't feel refreshed because sleeping should be restorative. And now we have devices like well, my Apple Watch that tracks your sleep, tells you, you know, 
tells you how sound your sleep was and how many movements you had. So you, there's devices now that you can actually track your sleep patterns, which is something that I think, I, I mean, I recommend it to some of my clients to say, hey, look, go buy a Fitbit. Yes. So you can track your sleep. Well, and, and let me ask you, because I wonder too, I have seen both sides of the coin where those devices are a wonderful resource for people to track and perhaps validate. Yes, I feel like I don't sleep well. And here is the data to prove it because I'm waking up X number of times a night. Right. For some people, it can cross the line and become... Uh, good point. Rest. Right. And yeah. I only mention that, Tom, because like I said, we, we work with a lot of clients. We've had, we have other coaches. And when we meet and we discuss, it's something that we see evolving. So uh, all of these products that are available to us are great, but we do, I think, need to be mindful of the fact that if they become another source of stress, then, okay, then it might be time to say, you know what? Yeah, we understand, but maybe put the device away or something and just really focus on trying to sleep, you know? Okay. So we just covered sleep. Sleep is number one. The next one is vitamin D. Step two, check your vitamin D at least twice a year. Yes. This is perfect, right? Such a great segue. We were talking about your air conditioner, which is like the heat. And here today, you know, uh, with the sun, it's it's summer, right? So people are outside in the sun. Vitamin D is really so important for everybody's health. And like I said, here's another thing that is universal. Humans, as humans, we evolved outside in the sun. And even though we are inside now in our homes and in our cubicles and in our workspaces, spending more and more time indoors, the truth is we do need to make vitamin D from sun exposure. The best way is through sun on our skin. And uh, it, vitamin D is actually misnamed. It's a hormone and it is very important for immune system health. It is important for your endocrine system, which is your hormone system. And most people are woefully low in vitamin D. So having it checked twice a year is really important. I will say it's not something that is a standard part of a um, annual physical. So most people will have to ask their doctor for it, but more and more insurance companies are seeing the benefit and it is a covered test. And it's very important because it is a key foundation to in our gut health. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Right. And I like the way you're thinking because, and I can see your brain is going, okay, it leads to, you know, or we see that people with compromised gut integrity, leaky gut, intestinal permeability, we see low vitamin D, right? And that's what you're thinking. You're thinking that is coincident in it. So uh, we need vitamin D to make sure that we have those nice tight junctures in the intestinal villi. And that is something that a lot of people are suffering with, compromised gut function. Yeah. So, so vitamin D is almost like a gateway nutrient that if we can keep that nice and strong and in good healthy levels, and we do like that above 50 uh, nanograms per milliliter or more, that's a really good metric 
to make sure that you're you're hitting the mark. And um, I will say here in the Northern Hemisphere, we actually can only get, because of the angle of the sun, we can only get vitamin D on our skin and convert it, excuse me, sun on our skin and convert it to vitamin D from April to October. So most people do need to supplement from October through April. And even during those months that we can get it from the sun, a majority of people lather themselves with just a, this toxic ingredient of called sunscreen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and you are touching on, let's see, what, number 12 on our top 13. Uh, and we'll tie that in as well because most people are using sunscreen and listen, most people are really trying to do the best they can and they are listening to people who are saying we need to avoid sun exposure. Uh, unfortunately, the pendulum has swung too far in that camp and in that direction. So people are just slathering themselves with sunscreen and a lot of it is toxic. And there's a happy medium. And I think the um, the pendulum is swinging back and people are recognizing there are such things as safe sun exposure. And that's that's what we will talk about as well. But the vitamin D is really important because what happens is, and it's interesting that most people, their vitamin D level falls after the end of September because we go through from summer to fall and we don't make vitamin D anymore from our skin exposure. And people end up getting low vitamin D levels. And then that Halloween candy that most people end up eating at the right or maybe a week before Halloween, because you know you have to stock up, or they bring on so much sugar and that really crashes their immune system. So most people unfortunately are riding the wave of low vitamin D mixed with unprecedented amounts of sugar from Halloween and then stress from holidays, Thanksgiving, and maybe overindulgence in food and drink, and then Christmas and all the other holidays, um, it really becomes a recipe for people, like I said at the beginning of our call here, doing the defense. I'm sick. I'm going to the doctor. I feel bad. I'm running around. Make sure you check your vitamin D and you can start playing offense too. So you're not always, yeah, you're not always behind the eight ball. Yeah, I think uh, vitamin D deficiency, I don't remember what the statistics are, but I think it's like 80% of 80 of the American public is deficient in vitamin D. Yeah. You know what, Tom? Um, I was saying too about some of the work with some musicians that I work with, the lowest vitamin D level that I ever saw was a musician. Uh, her level was 16, which was ridiculously low. Uh, she joked and said, oh, because I'm a vampire. Uh, but again, that really is something that people need to take into consideration is their lifestyle, right? If your lifestyle is one where you are working at night and listen, as a musician, that's what she does. She works in the evening and she sleeps in the daytime. You can bet that your vitamin D level is probably pretty low if you're not right. outside. Yeah. Third shift, people work second, third shift. Yes. You know, same thing. So next one is, is one of my favorites of all time is just eat real food. <laughs> people are always asking me, Tom, how do I eat? Just eat real food. Yes. But that is kind of something that is also 
hard to wrap your head around because a lot of the food on the shelves at the supermarket is not real. True. So I like the Michael Pollan reference about edible food-like substances. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is crazy if you think we have to rename food or redefine what is and isn't food. But you're right, uh, there are so many fake products. There are things that are acting like food, but they're not. They are absolutely not. So when you go to the supermarket, do you do food tours with any of your... I, I have not. I've done a couple and I'm always open to it. You know, I, I have no problem meeting them at the grocery store. Right. And uh, I've often thought about doing the, the, for the Food Network, doing a Crash My Cart series. <laughs> okay. Like where you, I, you go into the food just the grocery store and you go up to somebody's cart and say, hey, I'll buy your groceries if you let me show you how to replace all that crap. Oh my with goodness, good stuff. I love that. Yes. Because I go to the grocery store and I look at people's carts. And I kind of give them the glance and go, okay, <laughs> you know, let, Just let me help. Loving thoughts, healthy, loving thoughts. Right. <laughs> let me help you. Right. Well, you know, we're, we're really seeing more and more people literally grow their food again, which is wonderful. Uh, if we think about here in the States, like I said, uh, we work with a lot of clients who are international and Cultures, different cultures have different standards. Uh, here in the States, we have nuclear families, right? So we have mother, father, children. In the rest of the world, they have extended families and there is a dedicated food person. There is a dedicated aunt or grandmother who is preparing the food and they make real food. They know what real food is because oftentimes they're growing it in their garden. They're harvesting it. They're pickling it. They're, you know, they're doing all of the things to prepare the food because that's the role that they occupy in the family. Uh, we don't have the benefit of that, but people can do a really good job. Join a CSA, which is, there you go. right? Join a CSA. In that, go to your farmer's market. And we see that all over, right? And, and that's a wonderful thing. But really, it's important. And you, uh, you had referenced the book because the quote is there not uh, eat real food, not edible food like substances from Michael Pollan. I will tell you, buy a bunch of those books. Uh, and put your business card in it too, and maybe hand them out to people at the supermarket or crash your cart. That's fine too. Crash your cart into theirs. But it's a great book. It's a great gift for clients. Um, it's a, it's just a wonderful quick read for people to reactivate what they know. Most people do know this because most people do understand what real food is, but there are some people who don't. And I will say I, I had done a talk when my 17-year-old son was in middle school at his school. It was career day. And I came in and one of the things that I had asked all the students was, what did you have for breakfast? And some of the answers were horrible. They were, um, what was it like, toaster pretzels or, you know, horrible microwave things. And bless their hearts, these kids this is what was available to them. This is, you know, and, and their parents were busy working and, and I understand that. And I'm not, you know, trying to say anything negative about people who are trying to do the best they can. Right. 
but just to be able to point out to them, that's not food. It's a food-like substance, but people don't know what they don't know. So gently educating them and putting a book like that in their hands for them to just say, oh yes, that's a real food and gently changing things for people. Because if you're working with somebody who is used to eating food-like substances, changing their food is kind of like trying to take a honeypot from a bear. And that's not easy. <laughs> that's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fast and easy. Correct. Correct. You know, my, mom goes to work or a lot of single moms, the single moms go to work. Here's what you got to have for breakfast. Throw it in the microwave and we'll see you later. Yes. And, and really, it's important, too, because you never want anybody to feel bad about the choices they're making. Should they feel motivated? Yes, they should absolutely feel motivated because you can and we do educate people to say what you're putting in is helping your body express things like hypertension, headaches, anxiety things that you want to reverse, things that you don't want. But these things that we will feel in our bodies and experience are gifts. And that sounds like some hippie nonsense, but it's really not. It is a diagnostic gift to the person who says, I have headaches all the time. Because that is your body saying, you have headaches all the time because something is amiss. You need to attend to something. There is something going on. You're not doing X, Y, or Z. And food, like I said, food and sleep, those are really big, important things. Think about how often do we consume food? Ideally, three times a day. So those are wonderful opportunities. And when I change people's food, I express to them, I even say, you have 21 opportunities a week to make a different informed choice now. Choose something different. Choose, you know, maybe a kale salad is going to be a big leap from McDonald's every day for breakfast, but you could get to the kale salad. It might, you might need a few steps in between, but changing people's food and impressing upon them that real food has power in expression of health or dis ease in the body is really, really powerful for people. So that's why it's the top, one of the top three. Before we go on to the next one, CSA, let's go into, so you and I both know what a CSA is. So for the listeners, what a CSA is. Yeah, yeah, the, the what is it? Um, it's the acronym for community, it's community supported agriculture. That's it, that's what it, that's it. it. And they are local farms in your area. If you uh, think, oh, I don't have one, CSA and then your zip code, and you will likely be able to find one. And what you do is you are basically committing to buying the proceeds from the yield that the farm has during that growing season. So you will commit, you can buy a share or a half share. Um, I've done it with a friend a couple of years in a row. And... I probably had way too much rhubarb one year, but that's what you get. <laughs> and it's okay. You get what you get. You know, right. Because you can always freeze things. You can share things. I will say they make good gifts for your yeah. clients. It's a really good thing to do. And what's nice about it as well, Tom, is it gives people exposure to things, vegetables that they don't normally consume. 
And that's always a good opportunity. Just something to, new. Yes. Try yeah. something new. Exactly. All right. The next one is food sensitivities. And this is something that most people don't get. In my opinion, it's, uh, uh, you know, this, goes, uh, this is a perfect list to begin with. But food, food sensitivities is something we all have and struggle with to some extent. Yes. It is. Well, and I will tell you, this is so funny because yesterday my son and I were watching something on television and there was a commercial for dog food. And I I couldn't believe, but I did hear them say, if your dog suffers from food sensitivities. And I just held my hands up and I thought, wow, we've made it. Because in the world of functional medicine, which is what we're talking about, Tom, we understand food sensitivities are not fake. They're not made up. Uh, they are something that for many years, conventional medicine has um thought are fake and made up. And that's not true. They are really things that people uh, are wrestling with and people need to identify so that they can heal that intestinal permeability. Because more often than not, when we have food sensitivities, we see the reason food sensitivities have um, been encouraged or allowed to develop or as part of the process of them developing is that intestinal permeability. Food particles are basically crossing a border in our bodies that shouldn't be crossed. So when we have things like these um, molecules that are getting across and they are activating, inappropriately activating our immune system, that causes damage to our bodies because our bodies are not supposed to be hypervigilant like that. That may sound technical, but it's really not. It's pretty straightforward. And Tom, you were just saying it's something that most of us do have, but unfortunately, most of us don't know we have it. So there are diagnostic tools out there that people can use. Conventional medicine is still new to it. And if you do ask your doctors, they may look at you a little funny. I would ask nurse, your nurse practitioner because uh, they're probably a little bit more familiar with it and they might be uh, more open. But regardless, there's something that most people can even test for themselves. Um, gluten and dairy are two of the most common. And the gold standard, even in the absence of doing a simple at-home blood spot test, is 100% removal from your diet. So anybody listening, if you during the course of our conversation, if you've thought, hmm, I think I might have that, Trust your intuition. That should be on the list too, Tom. I should probably... I'm, I Trust your intuition. Top, it's going to be the top 14 choices. Trust <laughs> your intuition. I'm not kidding. Right. Uh, because the if you feel that you may have one a food sensitivity, try to give it up. Give it up for a month. For four weeks straight, no, you know, no BS, um, 100% elimination and see how you feel. Uh, you may you may feel better. Everybody can do this, at least the top couple. I mean, eliminate gluten first. Right. And that's a biggie. You know, it is. And, and that was one of the reasons that I had said intuition, because there are some people 
who really feel better without eating gluten. And it doesn't mean you have to have celiac disease. It just means your body doesn't operate well if you ingest gluten. It's like an engine, right? It's like gas for your car. Uh, if you're putting in something that your body is struggling with, perhaps the fuel source needs to be changed. That's reasonable. Try it. Uh, but some people are okay with it. And that's all right too. But some people may hear and say, oh yes, dairy, you know, I suffer from allergy symptoms. My sinuses are always clogged. I'm very phlegmy. Um, that might be a good reason to give up dairy or gluten too, because gluten could be your thing. But really anybody who thinks that they might have a food sensitivity, give it a try. Yeah, I mean, I have, uh, yeah, I mean, just dairy, gluten, those are two easy ones you can do on your own. There's, you know, but an IgG test or food sensitivity test are, are readily available on Amazon.com. They are, right? Right. And that's something that has evolved over the last several years, too, right? Where people, you can go, right? You can get anything on Amazon now. You can literally go onto Amazon, you can do a search for that, and you can get that at home test kit. And this is interesting, too, because I, I learned over the years to make sure when reviewing food sensitivity tests with with clients to let them know that they are changeable. And if people remove foods that they are currently reacting to, it's not a life sentence. Yes, some people do need to eliminate some things that they are responding to inappropriately because they are reacting to on this test uh, lifelong. But some people, if they go ahead and remove the offending food for a certain amount of time, and it usually is, it's several months, uh, so you really have to be committed to it, but they can test again and they can see how they feel on it. Um, and that's encouraging because some people, Tom, I literally had people look at the results and cry cry because, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to give this up forever. And like I said, then I went, oh my goodness, I'm not telling them the information right away. They do need to know that although currently you should avoid these foods, it doesn't mean that you will always, you know, you're never going to be able to eat eggs again. It just means that right now you might need to lay off of them and see what your body does. And it's a simple, it's a, I mean, we're not talking, like you said, this isn't a lifelong and you some know. may be. But, and, well, right. gluten, right. you know, and gluten and milk or dairy, you know, those are those are things that are commonly that you have to give up for life. Yes. And you're not getting, I mean, back to number two, vitamin D, you're really not getting vitamin D from milk anyway. So, right, right. Yeah. So, move along with that theory. If, um. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one is organic food. Eat as much organic as you can find and afford. And this goes back to the CSA a little bit too, but also a lot of people, there's some, you don't need to buy organic everything. It'd be nice if you can, but uh, I'll let you expound on that. But let's go into organic foods. That's number five. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, there are some excellent resources out there. The number one that I would recommend is a group called the Environmental Working Group. It's www.ewg.org. And every year they put out a Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 
of fruits and vegetables that people can refer to and prioritize where they are buying organic and not organic because you really don't need to buy organic bananas and avocados, things with that thick skin, um, celery and berries, you do, right? Because you are eating the the Apples, apples. Apples, apples, people, apples. You're right, right. I think that's the number one on the list every year. Strawberries, those straw big. If there's strawberries as big as my fist, it's not, (laughs) it's not organic. It's not organic. I'll guarantee you that. Right. It's a Franken, Franken strawberry. So, yeah. I mean, but the the dirty, dirty dozen has grown. I think it's a dirty dozen plus two now. Yes. Uh, Clean 15 pretty much stays the same. But yeah, the, the, the EWG, it also relates to number 12, too, toxins. It does. The EWG.org is a, a great resource for including vitamin, going back to vitamin D number two, sunscreens that are, the EWG lists sunscreens that are, are good for you. Yes. Well, well, they do. And um, something that they, that they contain... We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that a lot too. But they, they have some really good resources. Let's just, the organic food, it's expensive and it shouldn't be, right? Because most people kind of look and go, but wait, <laughs> why do I have to pay more if I'm not getting my food with pesticides and herbicides? But there are a lot more, a lot of organic um, outlets where people can go ahead. And if you like to go shopping at Costco, Costco has so many organic products, which is fabulous because it's being driven by consumer demand and people want it and they're paying for it. But the reality is the pesticides and the chemicals that we are exposed to are causing harm in our bodies. Um, There's a really good book. I can't think of it right now, but it's the book about how we have something like 70,000 new chemicals since World War II. It's the one with the rubber duck on the front. I know it. I'm looking on my bookshelf now. I don't have it here, but um, but that's a really good one for people to understand. And it's maybe a little boring at times. Sorry, it's got great information in there, but just for people to realize that this is an important topic because we, uh, our bodies, are filtering out the exposure that we have to chemicals. And what we're seeing over and over again is something called estrogen mimickers. And we have um, rising rates of estrogen-mediated cancers in both men and women, uh, breast cancer and prostate cancer. One of the best things that we can do to stem the tide of all of this chemical exposure is to make sure that the food that we're eating doesn't have these chemicals on them. That's really the basic way to break it down. And there are other avenues through which we have to uh, reduce our exposure to these chemicals. But like I was saying with the food, it's at least 21 opportunities a week where you are saying, okay, maybe I can't afford to buy uh, organic every time, but I'm really going to do my best because it does matter. It does matter. It does matter a lot. And we will get the name of that book and put it in the show notes along and I'm also going to put a link for CSA in the show notes so you can just pop in your zip code. It's, I'm sorry. It's 100-Year Lie. That's what it's called. 100-Year Lie. Yeah. 100-Year Lie. Okay. Yeah. Next one, number six, is play. Seriously, this is, 
you know, most of us, and including myself, I'm guilty of that, is that I don't take enough time to play. Mm. And I think just allowing yourself the time to relax, uh, laugh, play, get out and do something, you know, fun. Don't take life so seriously. And, and you know, unfortunately, Facebook's a great medium, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it can ruin your whole day by just getting on Facebook. Right. So you got to, you know, play, take time to play, take time to relax and see life for what it is. It's funny. I know I'm, I'm watching you kind of struggle with what you want to say, but I can see that there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot that wants to come out about that. Um, <clears throat> I agree with you 100%. And uh, no offense to Facebook and other social media outlets, but they are the equivalent of fake food to me in terms right. of living. It's fake living. And it's inauthentic. And we really do need to laugh and to play. And listen, most people relax um, by watching television. And I'm a fan of television. Oh, my goodness. Um, Peaky Blinders, Penny Dreadful. Uh, there are some really, really great television shows. You can, you know, you can watch some wonderful things. Game of Thrones. Fabulous. But... Doing that all the time at the detriment of moving your body. And that's why I was saying I'm really going to change this to include the active. Play. Play is so important. I have a trampoline in my backyard. And when I have a very busy day working with clients back to back, I get out there and I just jump on the trampoline. I have an 11 year old too. So sometimes I'll get her to come out with me and that's great too. But we really do need to connect to our five and 11 year old selves and even our 17 year old selves and just the different versions of us that we really all are. We, we all are every version of ourselves, but we lose connection to that. And playing is the fast track back to that. So even walking, um, you know, play Frisbee. Oh my goodness, go play Frisbee. It's such a great sport, ultimate Frisbee. Do something fun. Do something that you used to like to do or do something that you've always thought you'd like to do. You don't have to be the best at it, but just go play. Life is about playing. Yeah, you have to walk. You have to, I mean, there's a lot of, if we go back to apps and because <laughs> I work out of the house. And I have a timer set for 45 minutes. Oh, great. And 15 minutes. So for 45 minutes, I'll sit here and look, stare at this goofy screen and work. And then the other, and then when the timer goes off, 15 minutes, I go walk. That's a great idea. And it's a called a 3030 app for those out there, but you can set it for the app's 3030 app, but you can set it for 4515. Or anything you want, you can start for fifty ten. But you know, it gives you that the ability to get up. It tells you to get up and go walk, or get up and take a break, stretch, because the sedentary lifestyle is killing us. Yes. So, and walking. If if you're just starting out exercising, you don't have to go crazy. Just go walk a mile, right? Or half a mile. Start with a half a mile or a quarter mile. Just go walk. Yes. You know. And, and listen, walk or just sit in the sun. Truly do something that is just not your norm because 
you just usually sit in front of the television. And again, I'm not a TV hater. I love TV. Go sit outside. Do something that's a little bit different and then maybe walk to the end of your property or, you know, walk to your neighbors and something. Just do something that's a little bit more active. Change things up a little bit. You, It's a real easy way to get moving once you get moving. But the hardest part is getting started. You can do it, though. Yep. Everybody get out and get started. You know, we all, we all began somewhere. Yes. You know, just begin. Absolutely. Number seven is, this is a big one for me because I, I cringe at some of the oils that are on the shelves at the grocery store, but use only healthy oils at home. Cold-pressed olive oil, coconut oil, grass-fed butter. Don't be afraid of butter. Right. You know? <laughs> Butter's yummy. Yeah. But, you know, this goes like in the same line as eat real food. Eat, get real butter. Well, let's expound on this as some of the yellow, you know, I even cringe at canola oil. You know, and I agree with you, Tom. And one of the best things too, or one of the things I think it's important for people to just easily recall is before we had things like vegetable oil, like, you know, Wesson, things like that, and partially hydrogenated oils, right? Anything on the label that says that, put it back. Don't ever eat something like that. It is making our arteries clogged. It is causing inflexibility in our cardiovascular system. Um, we can certainly, boy, we could probably have a whole, you know, call about numbers. Right. Exactly. Topics, right? But for this, I find that it's easiest for people just to understand that before we had all of these fake foods, of which these oils really are, um, people ate traditional foods. And some of the traditional foods that they ate were good, healthy oils. I mean, every culture has pretty much a fermented food and they also have good healthy oils and one of the things i love about this and talking to people about this is thinking historically about the wedding celebration and when couples would get married uh, the wedding celebration evolved by where you would give the married couple the best food that the tribe had to offer because in the wisdom of the tribe they knew that the married couple were going to procreate and they were going to ensure the strength and integrity of the tribe by providing the reproductive sufficiency of the male and female who were going to make the next generation. Um, so they would give them things like butter. They would give them coconut oil. They would give them olive oil. They would give them the good, healthy fats. And like I said, this is just a topic where if you go to the supermarket, Oh my goodness, right? Um, I think in our local supermarket, it's aisle six and it's just loaded with all these different kinds of oils. It's easy just to make it simple and say, use cold pressed olive oil, use coconut oil, use avocado oil. If you tell people maybe just a few oils that they can do, give them these yeses as opposed to no, 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 right? Um, and, and tell them... And, and understand why, because we do need good, healthy fats. Um, I will say, going back to the vitamin D too, vitamin D is a 
fat soluble vitamin and we need to have good healthy fats in our diet and that we need that for the myelin sheathing around every cell in our body uh, people who have ms that's the demyelination of that myelin sheath and people don't have that we need every cell in our body we need these good healthy fats. So this is important. And a lot of people, like I said, don't understand about this. So really just trying to break it down and say, have olive oil, you know, put olive oil on your salads or drizzle some on your fish after you grill it. Um, if you want to cook with something, coconut oil, use coconut oil to cook with, um, but make it simple because we need healthy fats. We really do need healthy fats. And I, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, you know, I, there's a lot of people exploring the ketogenic diet lately. Uh -huh. And there's a reason the ketogenic diet works. I, I don't think, personally, I'm a, a fan of it, but I don't think you should stay on it long periods of time. I think, as in anything, you need to take a holiday from it. But good fats, good healthy fats. I, I actually put coconut oil or MCT oil in my coffee every morning. Oh, do you? Yes. Yeah. And uh, that, and I put it some a mushroom powder. Oh. That goes in there every morning. But that's an anti my mushroom powder is like an anti inflammatory, but that's another whole other subject. Yeah, that really is right. You, yeah. should do a whole you should do a whole show on that. I'm trying to get the guys from Four Sigmatic, if you're out there listening. <laughs> to uh, join me on a podcast for that. But yes, yeah, do it, guys. You know, oils, and also, unless the label says pressed, the oil is chemically uh, leached and damaged in the process. So make sure you, it says cold pressed or pressed because otherwise, you know, am I right? I, I, yes, you are. Absolutely. Uh, cold pressed is really important. And again, based on your usage, um, I'm a big fan of Costco. I shop there myself. But um, buying them in smaller batches or if you use it a lot, I have a family of five, so we use a lot of olive oil and we do go through it quickly. Buy it in a glass bottle. Um, those are really the best, right? A dark glass bottle and maybe in a smaller batch. But Tom, you know what? In a lot of towns too, you see new storefronts of olive oil, right? Where they have chipotle olive oil. I just grilled some chicken and threw it into some chipotle olive oil afterwards. Um, wow. they have all of those flavored oils, yes. Uh, so, you know, again, we're seeing this, but for people listening, if you don't have places like that, or you know what, maybe you don't want to spend your dollars there, that's fine. But just make sure that any oils that you're using, don't be afraid of butter. Get the grass-fed butter. You can tell from the look of it, it looks healthier, right? Right. It looks richer. Um, it's good. Eat that. And then stick to the coconut oil and stick to the olive oil, coconut oil. You should do a whole show about that. So good for so many things, for Alzheimer's, for diabetes. I mean, that's just a little teaser for everybody right. listening. Anybody who talks <laughs> going to do a whole show about coconut oil. Yep. The number eight, as we move on from oils, is avoid fluoride. And this is a, a huge one. Yes. Because... A lot of these, as I look through these and as we've talked, and the uh, fluoride is a huge one because we've always been taught to treat with fluoride your teeth. Yes. But 
The fluoride actually has some bad traits to it, and including increasing aluminum in our body. So start with the fluoride. Let's go into fluoride and fluorinated water and, and why fluoride is not a good thing. Yes. Well, you know, and a little bit of this can sound like, oh, conspiracy theory. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's not. But I understand anybody listening who may roll their eyes and go, what? Really? Uh, it's true. And unfortunately, what has happened is we have seen, and I think in that book, The Hundred Year Lie, Randall Fitzgerald, I believe is the author, they talk about fluoride and how we have seen since the fluoridization of water, we are seeing such an increase in autoimmune and thyroid impairment. And one of the the simplest reason is fluoride, if everybody wants to go back to their eighth grade science class, um, fluoride is... um, molecule that is, it will displace um, other molecules in the body. And what happens is the fluoride can start to calcify in our joints and our thyroid becomes impaired as we bring on more and more fluoride. So if anybody out there, and Tom, if you're ever working with anyone who has Hashimoto's, thyroidosis or graves. Those are hyper or hypothyroid activation. um, And they are autoimmune where the body is not working properly. It's inappropriately responding to something. One of the first things you can do is remove fluoride from the diet. That is just a real simple, like I said, easy fix. Uh, You can just tell people, go and look for fluoride-free toothpaste. That's many places you can find that. And, you know, if your local store doesn't have it, Amazon does. So, you know, look online and you can get that. Uh, But that's a really easy thing because fluoride, most of us grew up with Crest, right? Fluoride toothpaste. And the um, recommendation that people had, unfortunately, it really would be a public health crisis if they came out and said, oh yes, what we've told you is wrong, um, or it may be contributing to some thyroid problems or some health concerns right now. So people really have to be the ones to self-regulate and just exclude that from their diet because uh, low thyroid function isn't just Something that people, I don't know, used to say that people would say, oh, you know, I'm overweight because I have low thyroid function. People really are overweight oftentimes because they have low thyroid function. Exactly. And and fluoride is a big contributor to that. Yep. I just thinking about the commercials of fluoride that they used to, you've seen a reduction in those commercials, actually, in my opinion. But Mm. I think that the, the old commercials about fluoride and the, you know, the dentist approved ten out one out, nine out of ten dentist approved, you know. Right, right. It's like, okay, nine out of ten dentists were wrong. Sorry. <laughs> you know, and and I have to say too, with um with health and with advice and things like that, uh, I choose to believe not in a nefarious kind of, oh, they were trying to kill people or this was a bad thing. They perhaps, you know what, dentists are wonderful people. I love my dentists. 
they were trying to help people. And that's what they knew back then. But we as a society um, and as a race, we're evolving and we're learning under these things and we understand them. So in the face of this knowledge now, if you're struggling with something, like I said, maybe give fluoride-free toothpaste a try. It's not going to happen overnight, but you really could just upgrade your health by doing one simple thing like that, or even a couple of simple things off this list. Well, yeah. Take take one or two of these things off this list and, and start, you know, start, start slow. Baby right. steps. It's all baby yeah. steps. Exactly. Do the fun thing first. Do the yeah. fun thing first. And then we could even pull, uh, we're talking about oral or your teeth and brushing, you know, flossing. But you can even throw coconut oil in here and do some oil pulling. And, and, and that's amazing for your teeth. That really is. That really is. Right? Oil pulling, thousands of years old in Ayurvedic medicine, which is traditional Indian medicine. That's just swishing coconut oil in your mouth for about 10 minutes and then spitting it out. Yeah, don't swallow it. Don't swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number nine is a uh, very, very huge, and, and most people know this, but the implications of this one are very big. And sugar and sweeteners and foods made with flour should be 10% of your diet, not 90% of your diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I my story is a little bit different than uh, my dad uh, passed away from type 2 diabetic mm-hmm. and metabolic syndrome which is what led me into this field. And I was diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic in 2007, and that's when I changed and what, what led me into this path. Sugars is big. And I mean, who doesn't love sugar? <laughs> right? No, we, we're supposed to, right? As humans, we breast milk is sweet. Right. We, uh, we evolved to like the taste of sweet. That's cool. Sweet's good. Too much is not. Right. <laughs> and. Well, too much of anything is not. So, you know, too much TV is not, too much, you know. Exactly. So, but, but sugar, and I'm not just talking about sugar, too. We're talking about foods with flour. So the glycemic value of foods with flour and insulin resistance and diabetes and metabolic syndrome. You know, this is a huge one. Fasting glucose is... is uh, becoming an epidemic in society today, and estrogen dominance is becoming an epidemic in society today. It really is. It really yeah. leads to a whole lot of diseases. So it does. Let's cover this one, and we'll move on to the next one. Okay. Well, you know, and I really like what you're saying, and how this is such a big thing because this it is. It is something that is epidemic because as food becomes more processed and is more accessible to people, uh, you know, we're bombarded with food, right? I mean, food is everywhere, everywhere. Uh, We are fortunate that we don't have food scarcity because anytime you feel like you're having a bad day, just put on BBC News and look at what people in Bangladesh are experiencing. So um, we are very fortunate that most people have access to food. And here in the States, listen, we do have people who who don't have access to food. Um, and that is tragic as well. But these are not foods. These are those fake food products because the people who are manufacturing these foods have 
very carefully tested and blended and marketed to appeal to people and to keep people coming back for more. But these things are absolutely coincident in things that you were saying, Tom. And unfortunately, as people get busier and people are detached from food preparation, they're gravitating towards these things. They're eating these things and they are causing so many of these health things that we see. And this really isn't just a, you know, East and West Coast, very liberal kind of thought here where people in the middle of the country really can control their food. Um, You know, because we, like I said, the CSA, most people do have it. And all across the country, people are eating better foods and a smoothie isn't a crazy idea anymore, right? It's not like something you would just get out in New York or LA. Smoothie, you can go in and you can get a green blended smoothie. Uh, But a lot of people are recognizing that if I have type 2 diabetes, I can reverse it. It's not a life sentence anymore. And so much of it does start with the food, but there is something that is not being dispensed to people who have these syndromes. Uh, It's the proper way to eat. Uh, I worked with, very early on, I worked with a couple, two best friends, women who were in their 70s, and they both had type 2 diabetes. And we reversed their diabetes, and it took very careful attention to the foods that they were eating over several months, but they were very committed to it. And they were actually quite angry at the time when they were done. They were, they were very happy, but they were very angry because they said, you know, we went to the diabetes talk at the local hospital and they told us to eat these things and that and that, but that didn't work. It just kept us having to take our metformin or whatever they were on. Um, but what you told us actually helped and we lost weight and we feel better and we're sleeping better and we have more energy and all the things that you want to age healthily. And they were so empowered uh, because they knew, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about most of us know what real food is. And these women in their seventies had the benefit of understanding that what real food was because they grew up at a time where everybody sat down and had a family dinner and you didn't really go out to restaurants that much. That was a special occasion. And maybe you did have eggs that you, you know, the chicken laid that morning and you brought them in and you ate real food. So being able to connect with our food and recognize that a lot of the disease processes that are taking place in our bodies begins with the diet is hugely empowering for people and can be transformative. It really is. So um, just try and reduce the sugar, the sweets, and things that are made with flour. And that doesn't mean you can't enjoy a piece of wedding cake at somebody's wedding. Sure. Or or you can't have that piece of pie after Thanksgiving. You know, this isn't giving up, you know, on everything. I, I actually enjoy... A pint of chunky monkey once a month. Oh, good for you. But it's not an everyday thing. And that's the key. You know, so and take time and enjoy things that you have to enjoy that too. You know, I, I see people like, you know, people have told me like, how do you, how do you go to a family event or a birthday party and say no to the cake? Well, don't. <laughs> or take a bite, take a piece, take a bite. Take a piece of the bite, take a piece of the cake. Yes. You know? Yes. I agree. So, 
The next one is drink plenty of plain, clean water every day. As I take a sip of my clean, plain water. Right. What is clean water? Clean water really goes back a little bit to, you know, with the fluoride and the chemicals that we're going to talk about too. Just being able to reduce some of the exposure to toxins. Uh, even if all you can do today is a Brita water filter, get that pitcher. Costco sells it or maybe CVS or Rite Aid or wherever you shop or Walgreens. Um, Sometimes it's on sale. Get a filter. Do something. The other water filters, a whole house purification system is great, a reverse osmosis, something that sits on the counter, something that goes under. The sink, uh, all these things are great options. Do what you can. Absolutely do what you can. And even if the best you can do is just to drink more water today, let that be what you do and feel good about it. Don't feel, don't feel bad about anything that we're talking about that you can't do or that you aren't doing because nothing about health should feel like a detractive or a negative process. It should always feel like an enrichment, an upgrade, something good. And if you, like I said, as we're talking about drinking water, if you think, I don't like the taste of water. That's what my mom always says. I don't like the taste of water. I can't drink it. It makes me nauseous. You know, then I don't know, put some fruit slices in it or some lemon or some apple cider vinegar or maybe some herbal tea. You need to drink more water. Most people do. Uh, Even health coaches, Tom, we all need to drink more water. And even with coffee, um, I love coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, but we also drink things that can be very dehydrating. So we often need to offset some of these beverages that we're having with extra water. And I'm not really a fan of, oh, you have to have eight glasses of water a day or whatever, but just drink, just keep drinking. Um, you know, cause most people are very dehydrated. Uh, I infuse mine with lemon and mint. Oh, yummy. So and it's easy. Buy some mint from the grocery store or this time of year, you can grow your grow own. It, right. A mint grows anywhere. I don't, if you can, you can have the worst green thumb in the world, but you will not kill mint. I guarantee That's true. that. You're right. You know what? Mint and sunflowers grow mint and sunflowers. Anybody who's used to not growing things. Get those two things. Sunflowers are amazing. They grow quick. They're so gratifying and it's satisfying to watch them grow. Right. And mint is insidious. Right. It will take over, right? And then you can put it in your good, clean water. And including with the water, clean water, also, and we, we're going to go into toxicity in a minute, but also water that you shower in has toxins in it. So it's not really super expensive to get a shower head with a charcoal filter in it. So yes, I highly recommend that because we don't realize that we're sitting here drinking clean water, but yet you're getting in the shower and pouring that on your body. So, yes, I, I mean, you may think, you know, you're like, well, you guys are all crazy, but, you know, <laughs> this is this is honest to goodness stuff. I mean, breast cancer, cancer itself is on the rise. I mean, we're talking one in one in three people, one almost one in four people or one in three people are going to come down with a serious disease. Well, right. And you're right. Those are real statistics. And unfortunately, it's even scarier for men because the statistic now is one in two men will develop yeah. cancer in their lifetimes and one in three women will. And, and I mean, and men can get breast cancer. I'm not yeah. going to, yes. you know, that is, you know, so toxicity in your system, even including the shower water is something you need to watch. It, it really is. And you're, you're right. Those charcoal 
filters are excellent uh, because they are not too expensive and they're a real upgrade. They're right. good. Yes. Uh, number 11, moving along here because we're, we're, we're doing, going at a good clip, but stop shooting yourself. Stop shooting yourself. Yep. Yes. And careful pronunciation on the word shooting. Stop <laughs> yeah. shooting on yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Stop. Shooting, shooting yourself. Shooting yourself. Right. Let's take it slow. Shooting. Well, this is, you know what, this is a real good segue into what I was just saying before about please don't feel overwhelmed by the discussion that we're having. We're having a nice time. We're having a nice talk about some real high impact and very doable things that everybody listening can do. But please don't feel overwhelmed by it. Do the best that you can or do what you can. It doesn't even have to be the best. Um, You really get to be the one to say what makes you happy, how you want to spend your life. And that's important. And that expression of you is probably one of the healthiest things you can do. So really, everybody just be yourself, but also do the things that feel correct in your body. Like I said, maybe avoid the gluten, maybe avoid fluoride, maybe drink more water, but don't do any of these things because Tom and I sat here and said, oh, you should do these things. Do what resonates with you. And if you're working with a health coach, definitely follow their advice because they are your paid professional who really does have the expertise to be able to see things and help you get to a clearer, healthier version of you. But all kidding aside, most people do feel very burdened with all of the tasks, even in just the every day of their lives that they have to complete. I have to do this. I should. I really should do this. And what's quinoa? And really, should I be eating hemp seeds? And you know, all of these things. Do what you can and don't feel bad about what you can't do. If you want health and you want vibrant health, you can get there. I, you know, I say this a lot and my clients get sick of me saying it, I'm sure, but <laughs> it's all about baby steps. It's not, this is a journey. It's, it's not, it's putting one foot in front of the other. And, you know, if you start practicing one or two of these this week and add one a week, you know, you'll be better off than you were yesterday or that week, the last week, you know? So it's not, it's about baby steps and shooting yourself, you know, is, something that even in our hearts, you know, I should have done that or, you know, start a spiritual practice of some sort. I don't, I don't know if you, it, you know, if you pray to the Buddha or pray to yeah. God or. That's but, number 13 on the yeah, list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Because that, that, that is, that's a big You know, one. start, take some time to breathe in the day, during the course of the day, just say, okay, I'm going to go sit and breathe. Don't beat yourself up, you know. If you had too much, if you consumed too much pizza on Sunday or Saturday, or you went out on Friday night with the, and you did something that, you know, you had too much to drink or you had too much to eat, you know, it's over. It's past. Move on. You did it. It's, you can correct it. So, you know, it's, it's all about the journey and, and baby steps. I can't express that word enough. This is a, the next one, number 12, is a huge one. And we've touched on this many times, and and I'm, you know, I, I think this is one of the main causes of the, the increase of breast cancer in younger women, 
Yes. Is toxins. And I think that young ladies are putting on makeup at an early age and the makeup is full of toxins. Yes. And I think that's increasing uh, breast cancer. That's my belief. I don't know if it's right or not, but younger girls are being put on uh, birth control pills at a younger age. Yes. And I think that, you know, but that all relates to toxicity. So get rid of the toxins in your life and in your body. Right, right. Well, and because I agree with you, and I think what we're seeing is an unprecedented amount of exposure to toxicity that we have to filter out. And our liver is one of the best organs in our body. Uh, Love your liver every day. And our liver is responsible for detoxification. But what's happening with things that we are putting on our skin, our liver, it doesn't go through our digestive system. It doesn't go through um, where our liver can be actively removing and processing things. The liver will eventually get to every Everything, but we are putting things on our skin and we're breathing things and we're eating foods that have chemicals. And this exposure on many fronts is a contributing factor to just what you were saying, Tom. There's a lot of things, a perfect storm, if you will, that has to happen for a disease process to take place. But we're really taking hits on many fronts. So we do talk about getting rid of toxins and And that website that I had referenced before, the Environmental Working Group, ewg.org, they have a fabulous database. It's called Skin Deep, S-K-I-N-D-E-E-P. And this is a fabulous database because what you can do is you can go on there and you can input your beauty product and it will tell you the toxicity level of it. It's weighted on from a zero to a maybe eight. And in our family, because we are all about health, what we have done is our personal threshold for any products that we use is a zero or a one. I don't want anything. I'm not going to put body lotion on. That's an eight but a zero or a one. So my daughter, who I had said is 11, she will go around the house and you'll see a little magic marker that has a zero or a one on it (laughs) because she's rated it. And if you run into me in the drugstore, you will see the app. There's a Skin Deep app. And before I purchase anything, I'm scanning the barcode of the product and evaluating it. Do I want to buy that deodorant? Do I want to buy that shampoo? These are informed choices that each and every one of us can make. And if something that you are scanning or considering isn't in their database, if you upload it just by scanning it, uh, they will add it to the list of things that they're going to test. Wow. That's, I'm going to put the app in the show notes because that's a good, that's a great I'll put the link for this skin deep too, but but definitely put the app in the show notes. Uh, That's a, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. It is. It's, it's quite wonderful. But like you said, our, uh, you know, to your point that our liver is, (laughs) our liver is working very hard to get rid of toxins and, you know, toxins are stored in our body fat. And over time, this is a, a really, you know, people wonder why, how come I can't get rid of my belly fat? You know, there's a, there's a reason that you, this is it's caused from chronic inflammation of all these toxins in our body. So right. that's a whole other show too, right? Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. That, I could do 13 shows here. I think you could. You're welcome. Yeah. 
You're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I didn't even know I was a producer for your show. There. You go. <laughs> All right. On to the last number 13. And the last and the best one. Yep. The best for last. Be part of something wonderful that is larger than yourself. And I'm going to let you explain this one. Okay. Well, you had said too about, I don't know if you pray or pray to Buddha or whatever you do, but this is one of the biggest things that you can do to upgrade your health and really live your life, live who you're supposed to be. So many of the things that build up to this 13th and final one, although like I said, I'm going to add a new one, but the 13th one is be something, be part of something that's larger than you. Uh, Most people, especially people who are out there that really are struggling and maybe facing some chronic or what seems to be chronic disease processes in the body, cancer right? Cancer is a big, scary one. Um, But type 2 diabetes is very scary or Alzheimer's. You know, things like that are very scary and people need to connect to their spirits or their souls or whatever you think of beyond the body and make sure that you are living a purposeful and gratitude-filled life. Um, And one of the best ways to do that is Yes, have a job that you love and that pays you a decent living so that you can support, you know, things that you need to support. But the spiritual, the what do you do to nourish your soul? What do you do? I had mentioned Frisbee because my oldest son is a college graduate and he's very educated and he's a health coach and he works for my company. But let me tell you what he loves. He plays ultimate Frisbee. He loves that. That is his bliss. He loves to do that. And there is part of him that's going to continue to do that because it nourishes him. And finding that and carving out some space to say, you know, what's your thing? What do you love to do? What really nourishes you? And making space for that, looking forward to it. You know, some people love to travel, right? Some people, I love to travel. And before I get back from my next trip, I have to be planning my next vacation. That's wonderful. If traveling is your thing, do that. But be a part of something. Be a part of something other than the rat race, the the should ofs, the shoulds, you know, even the quest for health, for perfect health. And again, I am, don't kick me out of the health coaching community. I am a big proponent of health. All of these things, these are so wonderful things, but you connecting to something larger than just yourself is key to being part of the universe. Yep, a hundred percent agree. And I, you know, and and one of the things that, and I've started doing this recently, and I've been practicing every day is, is just a gratitude. Practice gratitude. Just write something down in the morning. I don't and say I'm grateful for whatever. Right. You know, I I don't remember what today's was. I think I was grateful for the sun to shine today. You know. Oh. Yes. You know, even though it's a solar eclipse and solar you know, eclipse, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Hof- <laughs> hopefully the, the hopefully the world doesn't end. <laughs> you know? Yes. But uh, you know, a, a great a, a, a gratitude jar just with little sticky notes that you fold up and throw in your gratitude jar of something you're grateful for and practice it every day. I almost was gonna change the voice message on my phone saying 
you know, leave me something you're grateful for oh, in, in the voicemail. I know? like that. So, you know, just you know, like your son in, in Ultimate Frisbee, mine's fly fishing. You know, I need that time on the water. It, it is what it is. You know, you got to do it. You really do. And, and I love the connection with nature because that is one of the quickest way and it's a fast track for us to feel like we're part of something bigger, right? Get outside in nature, even like the eclipse today too. One of the reasons that people are so drawn to, wow, it's so cool. And they're traveling from all over to do it because there is something quite truly awesome about nature. And we are experiencing something like this because it validates our existence. It validates that we are part of something larger. Right. Tap into that. Yep. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. I like the the last line on here. These show these top 13 will be in the show notes for the listeners, but choose to live on purpose and be well. I love that. One question I ask my listeners before we go and you being into the rock star health coaching, if you have 1 hour to 2 hours just to chill out and just be with yourself. What album or artist would you grab to listen to? Oh, wow. What album or artist would I listen to? <laughs> well, my favorite artist is a band called Revel Nine. <laughs> R-E-V-E-L. Okay. It's my husband's band, but I think I would be, it would be my favorite anyway. The new record that they're putting out, I can't say it because it's, but it's the new record that they're putting out and I've been listening to it and they are recording it now and everything. So I'm loving it. So I go down to the beach and that is my bliss. I live on Long Island and I love to go to the South shore of Long Island, which is on the Atlantic ocean. And that would, that's my bliss. I would go and I would listen to Revel 9 sitting on the beach there. Okay. Very cool. Do you answer your own question? Do you? Do I? I yes. I use artist. I would listen Kings to. Kings of Leon or something like that? I, you know, I love Kings of Leon. My daughter turned me on to them. Okay. So I kind of got, you know, the Kings of Leon bug. But if I really, I would have to grab, I love Alison Krauss. Oh, yes. What a voice. And uh, if I want, or... You know, Led Zeppelin. Oh, you know, or the classics. So, yeah, I'm a music buff. So I, 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 I love Alison Krauss. Okay. So. Well, and what's funny about that too is it's, um, I it's very seasonal. I feel like right what I'm listening to perhaps in August is definitely different than what I'm listening to in December. So, but you know, that's kind of the way that I tap into seasonal things right and you know different times of the year and different moods and it's all good because there's right. music out there for us to love oh man it, it yes <laughs> there's there's a yeah there's a whole bunch of music out there to listen to i'm gonna take a listen to rebel nine though it's r-e-v yes e-l not the number nine correct okay i'm gonna send you a whole bunch of rebel nine stuff too okay i'll be happy to listen to it i, I you know i had a little stent you know, in, in my past with some bands that I was work security for. And oh, nice. Okay. So that's probably why my hearing's not very good. So, 
have to protect that hearing. All right, we'll have we'll have some conversations off mic <laughs> about <laughs> about that. All right. I see, think I see why you have some health things. No, I'm kidding. No, no. Well, yeah, we won't go there. But right. All right. I appreciate you coming on today, and and I love this list. And thank you for all you do to help America become healthier. Let me tell you, we're global, right? Functional medicine is the path forward. And uh, health coaching is really, really going to be the change. Yeah, I, I, I really think functional medicine is just we're skimming the surface of this. And uh, James Maskell is a huge proponent and uh, bless him for what he does. Uh, Dr. Pampa, who has been on my episode about autoimmune disease, is another huge proponent, you know. You know, not to cut down Western medicine physicians, but they have been kind of railroaded out of what they really became. To, they went to school to be a doctor to help people, but the insurance system, the insurance system's kind of railroaded out of, out of the helping people, you know? Yes. So, and I know, and so anyway. That's a whole other show that's too. Another, <laughs> but, but things are getting better. Things right. are absolutely getting well, better. Yeah, and I think the health coaching is becoming part of Western medicine. Without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. So, yeah, and James we'll be- Maskell, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Yay. Thank you so much, Tom. It's been a pleasure. Oh, yes. Thank you. It was been awesome. Thank you very much. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.